Good morning. It's officially budget season. It's about as merry as it sounds. County supervisors and government staffers will spend the next few months writing the next county budget, which means deciding your tax rate and what Loudoun County is going to be doing for you. For Tuesday, January 8th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. Did you know that Loudoun County has some of the lowest charitable giving rates in Virginia? It's true. I'm Amy Owen, president of the Community Foundation, inviting you to take a few minutes to learn more at facesofloudoun.org. Not only do we share the data, but dozens of stories that portray our neighbors in need here at home, citizens who are leaders in philanthropy and volunteers who make a difference every day. Help make Loudoun County one of the most charitable in Virginia. Visit facesofloudon.org, a program of the Community Foundation for Loudon and Northern Fauquier Counties. We connect donors who care with causes that matter. Today's Morning Minute is brought to you by the Community Foundation for Loudon and Northern Fauquier Counties. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. County supervisors have set County Administrator Tim Hemstreet to work writing the first draft of the next county budget, starting with an estimated 3.5 cent real estate tax rate cut. Hemstreet will write that document, assuming the county sets the real estate tax rate at the equalized rate, which is the tax rate at which the average Loudoun homeowner pays the same dollar amount, despite the fact that property values, on average, are going up. Hemstreet will also give supervisors options for budget cuts worth two cents on the tax rate and additions worth two cents. It works out to be $8.6 billion in spending per penny on the tax rate in either direction. The tax rate today is $1.08.5 per $100 of assessed value. The estimated equalized rate as of right now is $1.05. County leaders are expecting these budget deliberations, the last of the current board's four-year term, to also be their most difficult so far. That's mostly because this year, the county is launching an earnest and effort to catch up on staffing levels and pay scales for its employees, which have lagged behind the county's own growth for years. County staff estimate this year that will cost about $22 million. There was a lot of back and forth over whether to start Hem Street that way and whether it will lead to the board cutting service levels and taxes and so forth and so on and so forth. But Supervisor Ralph Bona is in his last year and not trying to get reelected. And Chairman Phyllis Randall said earlier in that meeting he does not play games and you know where he's coming from. So here's where he's coming from. The one thing that I've kind of also learned, and now that this will be the eighth budget, is it doesn't matter at this point. It doesn't matter. And we can go through all eight work sessions, and honestly, to me, it doesn't matter that much. Because we all know there will be a vote one night, and we're all going to do what we're going to do. And we will have suffered through ten work sessions and three public hearings, and half of the people up here already know where we're ending up. So it doesn't... So, you eat them. You know, I, I'm you, just, eat them. you know me. I don't. I'm pretty blunt. So yeah, I mean, we tweak things and we adjust things, and that's all well and good. And we love staff's recommendations, but in the end, you know, I don't know if we'll come down in the equalized below it. I know we probably won't go above it, and we'll see where we come out based on the numbers. But in the end, it's three public hearings and about ten work sessions, and uh, none of it matters till that vote in the first week of April. <laughs> To which Supervisor Matt Letourneau remarked, Mr. Letourneau? I feel like we need a permanent just disclosure for 2019, which is that Supervisor Bona is speaking for himself on behalf of everybody else on the board. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Supervisors will vote on an annual budget in April, and that fiscal year will begin in July. Stay tuned. Go to loudnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. 
First, both a correction and a reminder today. Yesterday, I mentioned the election today, the special election, and at one point I said it was in the 10th state Senate district. That was wrong. Just to make sure we're clear, it's in the 33rd state Senate district. Once again, there are tools online to figure out which district you're in, and tonight we'll be reporting the results of this election on our website, loudnow.com, and you can also follow, uh, find us on Facebook. As a reminder, if you're in that district, today is election day, and again, that district's the 33rd. In other news, and I like this one, the Loudoun County School Board is considering naming the county's future alternative school the North Star after the newspaper published by abolitionist Frederick Douglass. That is the recommendation of a board-appointed committee of teachers, students, and people from the community and tasked with coming up for names for the new Alternative Education Center. It will be on Children's Center Road in Leesburg at the current site of C.S. Monroe Technology Center. The Technology Center has been moved to the Academies of Loudoun on Sickland Road south of town, and the building is scheduled to be demolished later this year. Then, the plan is to build a new facility to house the alternative education programs currently offered at the Douglas School on East Market Street. The name Douglas School will stay with the building there on East Market, which was built in 1941 because of its historical significance. It was built on land bought by the black community and donated to the county and was the only high school for black students in Loudoun until the, until the end of segregation in Loudoun County in 1968. But the programs there, like the secondary school alternative education classes, an adult education program with day and night classes, and the general education development or GED test preparation program, are headed to Children's Center Road. In a report to the school board, the naming committee wrote that the name the North Star, quote, paid homage to the fact that escaping slaves used the North Star in the night sky to guide them to freedom. Members of the naming committee said the name has historic and scientific significance, including its symbolism of the North Compass, as well as the programs to be offered to future students, which will enable them to find their way, as well as allowing students to find a path for success. The school board is scheduled to vote on the name on February 12th. The new school building is expected to be built and ready for students by August 2021. Republican County Supervisor Ron Meyer has announced he plans to run for state Senate, seeking to replace retiring Republican State Senator Dick Black. In 2015, Meyer was the youngest person ever elected to the Loudoun County Board of Supervisors at 26 years old. He said he will be focused on transportation issues and said last week's Board of Supervisors debate around a proposed deal with the Dulles Greenway for limited distance-based tolling and continued guaranteed annual toll increases was a huge turning point. He opposes the deal and said the fact that some people in the General Assembly support it means we need better representation. Meyer will seek to replace one of the legislature's most controversial voices. Black has made national headlines many times for things like publicly supporting Syrian President Bashar al-Assad, who has been accused of war crimes for his forces' attacks on Syrian civilians, for opposing criminalizing marital rape, and on social issues like when he introduced a bill that would prevent homosexual couples from adopting or applying for some mortgages. Meyer said his campaign will be about toll roads and so forth, not that kind of stuff. He said he also wants to promote economic development in the region, quote, as well as preserving what makes us different in all, with all the rural areas and mountains of Loudoun and Prince William. He is the first Republican to publicly enter a race that already includes Democrat, uh, Democrats Delegate John Bell, Army Reserve Intelligence Officer Jasmine Moad Barrientos, and financial consultant Lucero Wiley. To be elected, he will have to break a trend of Republican electoral losses in Virginia since the election of President Donald J. Trump in 2016, but Meyer pointed out that he was elected locally to represent the bluest part of the 13th Senate District. 
His home in Runloudon is at the far eastern end of the district, which is bordered by Route 7 on the north in that area and Loudoun County Parkway on the east. So he's right there on the corner. This is not the first time he has sought a seat in the state Senate, which is a fun sentence to say. In 2013, he announced he would challenge Representative Jerry Connolly in the House of Representatives 11th District over in Fairfax, where he lived at the time, but instead decided to run in the Republican primary for a special election in the 33rd State Senate District. He lost at that time to John Whitbeck. That was the special election to fill the seat vacated by Mark Herring, who had just won the election for Attorney General. Then in 2015, he started in the Republican primary for that same seat in the regular election, but withdrew from that race to run for Board of Supervisors. He is the Director of Business Development for Media DC, the parent company of conservative publications, the Washington Examiner, and the Weekly Standard. And a graduate from Shenandoah University's nursing program has introduced an app that lets you know how long you can expect to wait for a doctor. Brianne Casey created a website and smartphone app called Checked In that publishes patient wait times for emergency rooms, urgent care facilities, primary providers, uh, specialists, and dentist's office. The app uses geolocation to pull up all nearby medical facilities in your chosen categories, and the patient can see wait times to get a better idea of where they should go for health care. The idea started at Shenandoah when she was researching the connection between wait times and patient satisfaction. She found that people are satisfied as long as they are told how long they will have to wait and that the doctor's office keeps to that time. And a happy patient is more likely to follow a doctor's instructions, leading to better results. Already, the app publishes wait times for 30,000 emergency rooms and other urgent care facilities, including Inova Hospitals and Stone Springs Hospital Center. Casey, who grew up near the border of Loudoun and Fauquier counties, sold her show horse to come up with the $25,000 needed to get the business off the ground. She hired a developer in Pakistan, and her dad footed the bill for a patent attorney. But she says she doesn't expect the app will ever replace her career as an emergency room nurse. The app is free. The only people she charges are medical providers who want her to set up a tablet with the software. The app also provides them uh, with employee performance trends and patient trends. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loud and Calendar, tonight is open mic night at McDowell Brew Kitchen in Leesburg. Signups start at 7.30 and from 8 to 11, the all-in band will be backing you up. Again, it's at McDowell's in Leesburg. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, go sing the Morning Minute theme song at McDowell tonight. Yes, it can be done. I'll prove it. It's the news. It's the news. Ren Screen's gonna read us the news. And tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay. Have a great day.